Hey, and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. I'm the pastor at Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington. Hey, thanks for joining me today as we continue in our devotional look at the New Testament as we read through the New Testament every weekday, reading one chapter. And then what I'm doing here is just taking a few minutes to share some some thoughts, uh, not about the entire chapter for the day, but about a portion of the chapter. And so today we're in we're in John chapter three. I mean, John chapter three, how do I spend five to 10 minutes talking about John chapter three and do it justice. It is, it is a, uh, an incredible chapter. You have Jesus and his encounter with Nicodemus, which we could spend a lot of time on. Uh, but I'm actually going to, uh, I want to look at John chapter three and, and John the Baptist and some of John the Baptist's words and some of his ministry, because I think it's, he's the forerunner for Jesus. He's the one that prepares the way. And so many of his words they're so insightful and, and we can maybe gloss past them or, or focus on other things like the, the story of Jesus and Nicodemus without realizing the significance of what's happening in the end of this chapter. And so why don't you open up with me, John chapter three, and we're gonna start in verse 27. I'm gonna read verses 27 through 36 and probably take a few moments to just uh, pause here and there. But, but here's what we find in verse 27. John answered, and this is, um, there's conversation with the, the Pharisees as religious leaders. They're asking, asking John about some things and, and, and really kind of like curious about um, the way people are following Jesus instead of John. There's maybe they're trying to stir up trouble. I, I, maybe not, but, but here's how it starts. John answers them. He says, a person cannot receive even one thing unless it is given him from heaven. You yourselves bear witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. Now, let's just stop here for a minute. John's making the point here. He is not the Messiah. He is not the Christ. He is not the anointed one. And so when the Pharisees, the religious leaders, when they come and they're like, John, people are following Jesus instead of following you. You should be upset. He's like... No, I shouldn't be upset. Why, why should I be upset? He says, look, I, first of all, I highlighted this, this text. A person cannot receive even one thing unless it is given him from heaven. And John just says, you know, if people are going to follow me, it's because God wants them to. And if they're not, it's because God doesn't want them to. And if people are following Jesus instead of me, it's because God wants them to. He says, everything I have it's been provided from the hand of God. This is this is John's default mindset, and it is so refreshing and so freeing in our modern world, where we're maybe so eager to get ahead, or maybe so um, focused on on maybe our followers, or maybe so focused on on the the persona or the platform that we're building. Look, that's not John's platform at all. He says, "Everything that I have, every single thing." down to the, the singular thing, one thing at a time. No one receives it. I don't receive it unless it's given by God. And then he says, you know what? Uh, you yourselves, you bear witness that I said, I am not the Christ. And, and then he makes this picture about the bridegroom and the bride. It, Jesus is, is the groom here. He says, I'm not the groom. The bride, the church, that, that's for Jesus. That, that's not mine. And, and John's just, he, he's so clear and to the point. Let, let's keep going. He says, therefore, this joy of mine is now complete. Verse 30, he must increase, but I must decrease. He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth belongs to the earth and speaks in earthly way, in an earthly way. 
He who comes from heaven is above all. He bears witness that he has seen and heard to what he has seen and heard. Yet no one receives his testimony. He's talking about Jesus and himself. Jesus is from heaven. He is the one from heaven. He is the one that bears witness to, to what he has seen and heard in heaven. And so this is why verse 30 is so important. He says, listen, he, Jesus, must increase, but I, John, must decrease. This is true for us in our lives too. We live lives and in our lives, we are meant to, to, to ensure that the fame and the glory, the renown of Jesus it's to be increasing in our lives. When people look at us, we're not to be saying, look at how awesome I am. Look at how gifted I am. Look at how special I am. If we do something well, at the end of the day, we, we say, glory to God. Thanks be to Jesus. This is not because I have these incredible gifts because I've decided to make these gifts. Every gift, every ounce of intellect I have and you have, every ability we own, it's been given to us by the Lord. This is John's point here. So he says, you know what? Jesus, he, his fame must increase. Mine, it should decrease. Uh, he says, I want to be forgotten if Jesus can be remembered more and more. And then the end here, it says, whoever receives his testimony sets his seal to this, that God is true. Whoever listens to the word of Jesus believes it. They're the one that sets their seal, says, says God is true. For he whom God has sent utters the words of God, for he gives the spirit without measure. The father loves the son and has given all things into his hand. Verse 36, whoever believes in the son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. Ultimately, this is where we land. John says, you know, it, it comes down to your seal set on God being true. And because God's true, that means you, you listen to the words of Christ. You, you recognize Jesus utters the words from God because he is from God himself. And he gives the spirit without measure, just as the father has sent the son and given all things into Jesus's hand. And so he concludes and he says, whoever believes in the son has eternal life. This is, this is the apostle John. His goal in this letter is to, to lead us to believe in Jesus, that he is the Christ and that by believing we have life in his name. But then he says, whoever does not obey the son shall not see life but the wrath of God remains on him. There's a tension here. The tension is not saying you, you better obey or you're going to not have eternal life. You better, you better obey so you can inherit so that you can earn eternal life. That, that, don't, don't be confused here. The, the biblical picture of obedience is an obedience out of faith. This obedience, it's revealing that we have trusted in God. It's, it's an overflow of gratitude. It's not, you know, I have to do enough so God will finally approve me. It's rather because I believed in the Son, I have eternal life. And because I now have eternal life, uh, I'm not trying to earn something. And so I'm free to just, to just live for the Lord. I'm free to, to not try to be perfect. And so I can simply, uh, I heard it said once, simply be good. <laughs> You're free from trying to be perfect. So now just be good. Just, just live in the glory of the Lord. Just live striving to obey him, recognizing you won't perfectly do it. But ultimately that Jesus has perfectly obeyed the Lord. And that perfect obedience, we're going to find it is credited to you and I. It's given to us. It's, it's put on our account so that when God looks at us, he says, look at that. 
They've lived a perfect life. We've lived a perfect life, not because of us, but because of Christ. And so because of that, you know what the, the, the response is? It's stumbling toward maturity. It's stumbling toward obedience. It's, it's not relying on our obedience, but, but actually walking in obedience because of the grace we've been given. This is, this is so important. This is John's testimony. John says, look, it's not about me. I must decrease. Jesus must increase. And ultimately, as Jesus increases, you, every one of us, we must trust, believe in him. That's the, that's the ancient way for our modern day, trusting and believing in Christ.